0: thanks so much for uh coming back and joining us today we are the pot smoking moms uh this is your first time here welcome we are joking and token. i don't know that's a catchphrase that i'm trying out i don't i don't know we'll Eventually, we will get there, okay? Um, but if you this is your first time joining us, you can reach us uh at potsmokingmoms.com. All of our social media is there. You can listen to our podcast uh from there and communicate with us. We love hearing from you guys. Um, joining us today, we have uh the wonderful Captain Jay. How's it going?
1: Hello, everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Me, Sunny D, your uh, wacky cannabis mom, and we got a very special guest. She actually joined us on our 420 sesh, and um, we've built a relationship with her ever since. Sunflower Z is how you can reach her on Instagram. She's a tree-hugging, bear, beach-walking, yoga, and cannabis healer. She loves being around trees and the beach, just like Captain J, while spending time with her family. Uh, She's been practicing yoga for five years and recently obtained her yoga certification. So hopefully we'll be hosting some yoga smoke sesh. Uh, So yeah, let's welcome Zainab.
2: How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: And we ask people to communicate with us because usually we get, we try to pick everybody's brain to see what they, what, you know, they ask us questions. And so one of the questions that comes up a lot, is using cannabis while being pregnant, while breastfeeding. And we're going to, uh, we're going to explore that topic with Zainab because she has had a first hand experience. And I think it would be great for her to speak with uh, all of our listeners and all the community that we've built. Uh, it's really good to kind of get first hand experiences. And that's what we're all about. So we'll be hearing about that as well. Um, Mother's Day, you
1: guys have any plans for Mother's Day? eat. <laughs> I actually do. I'm like kind of freaking out that I'm actually like venturing out. But oh, you're I, um,
0: leaving your home. Ooh. Yeah, I
1: am. I'm leaving my home to go to my mother's home. Um, everybody's been, you know, very careful over there in their house also. And my cousin is actually coming to visit because my aunt lives very close to my dia. She lives really close to my mom. So my cousin wants to come down and surprise her mom, my thea, with her kids. So I molded over for the last week and I'm like going back and forth about it because I was really unsure whether or not to do it. But in the end, I decided to go ahead and do it because my mom's been really sad that she's not going to be able to come over here and we're not going to be able to be with her. And then my cousin's going to be there with her kids and none of her kids are going to actually be there. So, um, I'm going to be surprising her. She doesn't know we're coming. I already told her, no, you're crazy for letting them come over. You shouldn't have anybody at the house. Like she thinks I'm like all against it and then I'm not going to go. So, um, I'm after actually we're done recording this podcast, I'll be driving over there. I live in Hialeah. She lives over in Tampa. So it's a little over three hour drive. It's like three and a half hours. And, um, my cousin who lives there in the home with her right now is going to let me in. So she doesn't even know we're going to be there until she wakes up the next morning on mother's day. And we'll be there. So that's sweet. Yeah. I'm excited, but I am nervous. Cause it's like, Oh my God, we've been quarantined. I know. I to see yeah. family or, or doing anything like that. Or etiquette. You're kind of
0: awkward because we actually went, we stopped by my mom's house yesterday to bring her some stuff and uh, move my car and stuff. Cause I have my car sitting at her place and, it's just like kind of you get nervous because you're like, well, what do we do? I don't want to like put anybody in danger. But at the same time, it's rough. Like, you know, I, the seeing my daughter run up to my mom and like them hugging and she didn't want to wear a mask. You know, I was trying to wear a mask, but we've been pretty, pretty uh, quarantined for a while. And it's just like, I, you know you miss it and especially when they're older you know I have an older parent so you know it's rough It's you gotta check up on the older family mm-hmm. members too because they feel very lonely and it's such a vulnerable time for them
1: yeah you my know? grandmother has no guests and has not been able to even hang out with any of her friends she lives in a retirement community the same one your mom mm-hmm. lives at and so she's no interactions and she doesn't know how to get on a zoom call you know So my uncle was actually going to go visit her on Mother's Day. So we coordinated with him to get get on a Zoom call with her and us. So we could all at least be together virtually. But yeah, with an older parent like that, you have to be even more careful. I keep forgetting your mom's older. Yeah. My um, mom's young.
0: She's fifty. Yeah. Fantastic. That's fun. My mom, it's just you know, it's a different thing. It's it's. Uh, she had me very late in the game. I uh, thought I was a mistake for a long time, but she, um, you know, she's there, and we're uh, for Mother's Day. We're just I'm working, staying home, not doing much. I mean, I, you know,
2: what's uh, you're gonna you're gonna eat? You're gonna have a food fest, probably. I would love to go to my mom's, but it was my sister's birthday yesterday and we went already and I feel like it gets excessive. Yeah. I have a lot of siblings. I'm the oldest of nine. Um, on oh, my mom, a lot point. of you. Yeah. So they've all been stuck in the house cause they're all young. So they don't really go anywhere. So I still feel really confident and good about that. My mom is probably the only one who leaves. And even then she doesn't even really work with her clients directly. She like, calls them down they come down and get their meds and she doesn't even come into the building and so I feel it does make me feel very nervous about everything but I mean it's just nice to have like somewhat of a safe haven to still enjoy during crazy times
1: yeah yeah like we got to continue social distancing and being careful but it Mm -hmm. comes to a certain point with your family you have to just allow it, uh, make, and just all agree, okay, we're all being careful, we're all gonna, you know, still, we're, we're, we're Latin, so we're very used to hugging and giving kisses when we mm-hmm. see each other. And we were raised, <laughs> when you walk into a room at a family function, you better say better, hello so. to every person there by giving them a kiss. So it's very strange for us. It, you know, at least we're getting together and just not doing that.
2: <laughs> no more it's strange because they were saying only so many people can gather, and I was like, literally, my... Yeah. My (laughs) household is just that. I'm like, there's nobody extra coming in or coming out. So that was a little tricky.
1: Well, I'm excited. It's going to be a good Mother's Day. And I'm going to the beach. I'm so excited. Because over here, on the East Coast, over here, the beaches aren't open yet. Mm. Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach are not open yet. And beaches are not open yet. They're not going to open beaches anytime soon. But on the West Coast people know how to handle themselves a little better. So they actually have the beaches open and the cases aren't as extreme. They're not as many cases over there. Obviously we have a lot more here, but, um, so the beaches are actually open and my, I've been seeing my aunt post pictures from the beach and I'm like so excited because the water has never looked so clear, so beautiful than how it looks now because people haven't been in it. It's beautiful
0: outside and the weather's not like hot and Sticky and it's like uh it's, its weird. It's like a crisp, sunny. I don't know. It's been like that. Amazing. I would love to see the beach. So I hope you have a really good time. Um, I hope everybody has a good time for
2: Mother's Day. The weather where I stay is extremely dry and hot. It's like nice California weather, but there are some times where I'm like, I don't want to do this heat anymore. <laughs> yeah, we have that, but with humidity. Under-
1: yeah, we're the opposite. We have humidity. Is it because mm. you're closer to the desert that it's like real
2: dry? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then it's like very, it, like it's a small town called Hemet. So it's like very dry and boring and in the middle of nowhere. People are like, where is that? It's in California. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if we ever make it to Cali next year, hopefully, we're trying yeah we so want to do a little
2: I'm from like LA or like those areas like we hour not oh. even yeah I go to LA all the time that's where most of my family is from um because I was born and raised out there in LA so we stay pretty close we were going back and forth to visit but now you know since all this stuff happened I'm like I feel deprived
0: Um, So we also wanted to, we're actually having a giveaway for Mother's Day um, too. So if you guys, uh, we're going to announce it Mother's Day. So while you're, when you're listening to this, it's already out there. You guys could sign up for the giveaway. It's like a couple of really cool prizes. You know, a lot of people aren't so open with their smoking. So they would prefer to maybe tone it down with some sprays. We have no smell, no tell a spray to spray for um for kind of concealing odors and sploofy the air filter they're also we're giving some of their stuff away and we're doing like our own merch now which we're pretty excited about Uh, a lot of people wanted some merch so we're making some merch now and uh we'll be also giving away a few little items that we'll be selling ultimately uh so that's cool that'll be fun uh sign up for the giveaway uh, look up our instagram post for details and um rules and all that good stuff um but um yeah so hopefully everybody had had a great mother's day um so let's talk to you uh sunflower z she's actually sunflower z on instagram uh or you can email her at uh, sunflower z at icloud.com we'll go ahead and put the spelling on there because it's sunflower ZEE and you can communicate with her through there uh she has a blog you have a blog that you're um that's pretty cool
2: yeah I've been blogging for a long time now I think it's eight years kind of off and on mostly I like would write here and there and then I put it on hold and then come back to it um, so right now, the blog is, it is on hold, because I started shifting my focus towards um, yoga, my sunflower peace boxes, and just doing yoga. And what your sun, sunflower Z boxes? Peace sun, yeah, sunflower uh, peace box. Um, so basically, it's just a series of items that kind of help during like meditation. So a lot of people who first start their yoga journey kind of don't know where to begin. Um, so there's going to be like a few items that are going to be incorporated to help along like a person's practice or personal journal practice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's probably going to come out in a few months because I have like a few things to still perfect on it and like put together and I'm working on a lot of artwork with my sister. Um, so it's like so tedious all the little details
0: (laughs) girl you don't even think about all the details until you're in it like we we were like oh podcast that'll be fun let's try let's do it and then we start doing it and we're like holy shit we have to like promote it and connect with people and like build it from the floor up and it's like it's it is a lot more work than you originally think but Mm -hmm. that's cool and you're using your creative energy especially right now I think that helps everybody honestly yeah
2: I think- so very- how did you get
1: into yoga how did that start
2: so I was going through a lot of grief um at the time and I had just like lost my son I had a stillbirth when I was in high school And then a year later, my dad passed away. So I was going through like a really, really tough time. Um, I was working at the bank, super stressed out. Oh, my God. I worked at banks. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I couldn't really stay long. Like, it it wasn't my forte. But um, a coworker was like, let's just go de-stress. Let's go, like, chill out. Let's go do some yoga. And I was like, yoga? I don't know about all that stretching stuff. I'm not flexible. Um, so then we ended up going to a class and I really really loved it and it just so happened the instructor was talking about um, a retreat in Thailand and it just kind of blew my mind that people could do something like that and live off of that and share their experience and so that was back in 2015 and I've been practicing ever since and it's just kind of helped along that like grief journey helped me heal in a lot of different aspects of my life and you kind of take the lessons you learn on the mat and you take them off the mat and kind of walk through that daily.
0: Yeah, man. And, uh, that was, that was definitely a rough period with, uh, miscarriage. I think all of us can speak to miscarriages because it's hard and then you kind of feel alone. And, and especially in your situation, like that's, I, I was, I had a, me and Jay, uh, had miscarriages at like seven weeks, eight
1: weeks. I was eight yeah. weeks. It, yeah. um, you said stillbirth. So did how far along were you? Nine or eight months?
2: Yeah, I was 36 weeks.
1: My stepmother also had a stillbirth. Did you have to go through labor?
2: Yeah, I went through the full labor. It took me about a day. And then I had my son. Um, his name's AJ. So we named him and we got to have like a little ceremony for him and um that song over the rainbow by the Hawaiian Israel um that's like his song so every time it plays it's so random but it's like that nice piece in my heart that kind of comes back every now and then lets me know and even like before we had our son now um we felt like we got signs from like the heavens or something cuz we saw a license plate with AJ in it It was just like all of these random things. So it's like, it's a sad time, but like I said, I've healed a lot. And I think that's like a part of the whole cannabis journey and how it's brought me to who I am today and why I decided to even continue using cannabis along my journey. And like, it just kind of all ties back into the same lifestyle that I've carried for a while.
0: When did you start
2: using cannabis? I was I experimented every now and then my mom wasn't really like strict she was like very open and so I would like talk to her about a lot of things um but that was like one thing I was scared to talk to her about so I think I want to say I was it was probably like right after high school I started like really experimenting and smoking and that was like after everything had happened and so I was like well maybe I can try that and I tried like anxiety pills and it just really wasn't my forte. Um, I'm not a huge medical like pill popper, anyway. So I, I prefer the alternative method. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And did you, when, you, let me ask you this, because this is kind of personal to me too. Mm-hmm. Were, when you, uh, with AJ, did you smoke cannabis at all while you were pregnant with him?
2: No, I didn't. Um, I didn't do anything. I didn't drink, didn't smoke. I mean, because you're not supposed to, because it's not healthy for the the baby, Um, drinking at least. And yeah, I just, I didn't do anything. I had like a normal pregnancy. The only thing I would say was (laughs) the bad part was that I had the spitting going on. So like, I don't know. You had a lot of mucus? No, it's like hyper- Oh, a lot of saliva. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So I- I carried around a cup I carried around like a Pringles thing I was like wow it was was so intense for the whole nine months and so when I had my second son this is Tristan's um yeah I was like I'm not going through that shit again (laughs) it was really really tough it was really tough on my body and then coming around the second time it hit me a little bit harder
0: so were you experiencing like major, um, like
2: pregnancy side effects and, and yeah. Yeah. So I had, um, they call it hypermesis gra- gravidurum or something. I yeah, can Hypermenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to say the name, but basically you just throw up all the time. Doesn't yeah. really matter. Morning sickness 24 seven. And I had that throughout my entire pregnancies, both of them. Um, my first one, I, like I said, I didn't do anything. And the second time around, I was like, you know, I had already been using cannabis for like my anxiety and stuff and just kind of managing that way with my yoga practice and incorporating it in my healing practices. And when I got pregnant, I was like, you know, I'm going to experiment. Maybe it could just help me out because it got to the point where like, My mouth would salivate so much. It would make me gag and I couldn't eat. I couldn't like, I had to have high protein. Like there were so many different factors I had to put into it. So it was, it was a journey. It was kind of difficult, but I feel like the cannabis part of it really helped me get through. I was able to hold food down. Um, Usually you get cotton mouth when you smoke. Uh The cotton mouth would dry my mouth. So I wouldn't be (laughs) spitting or throwing up Like, I I felt like I was somewhat a person because I really didn't feel like one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard enough as it is. Uh, Luckily for me, I had like, I had like pregnancy symptoms and things that I dealt with, but it wasn't like severe. It was not hypermenses. Like, it it was, yes, I would have sickness and it would come and it would go, but I was able to manage it well. I wouldn't, uh, I really, that. Having something harder like that, and not being able to medicate because you can't really take any other—you can't take any other pills.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, they prescribed me some stuff. They prescribed me some. It's called like promethazine or something, but it's not um, the codeine part of it. I don't know. It's like some nausea medicine. Yeah, but it happened to be in a very high level category for um, birth defects in in infants and children. And so I even tried it. I did take um, the medicine like a couple times and it got to the point where it knocked me out. It was so drowsy. I could barely walk to the bathroom. My husband had to like carry me to the bathroom just to take the nausea away. Like it was, it was bad. I did not like feeling like I, like I was out of control. Like I couldn't have control over my own health, over my body. I was already feeling all crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And,
0: pregnancy will
2: yeah. do a number was, on you i was very
1: I, lucky i didn't have any symptoms like that So, I,
2: yeah yeah I that's oh no number two. I don't no well typically number three because
1: <laughs> so when did you um decide that maybe cannabis would be a good option to help with all those symptoms like when at one point
2: my husband and i were living in washington at the time and um washington state and they are amazing with their cannabis community like we really went into detail about all of the health benefits and stuff and talked to a lot of the bud tenders in some of those shops um so we were pretty informed on like a lot of different ways to go about it and i knew that i wanted to try again but i didn't know how having a baby would affect my body um So we were coming back to California after we found out, and I, like, as soon as I found out, like, two days later, all of these symptoms just hit me so hard, and I was like, I have no idea how we're going to travel with two dogs in a car, and I'm pregnant, I'm experiencing like, all these feelings, so my husband was like, well, what about trying a pen? And we went back and forth with that. And I was like, I feel bad, you know, like I really did feel bad. I I wasn't as educated as I thought I was because I didn't feel comfortable in taking like something that was natural. Like I let society kind of confuse me a little bit, I, I would say. But that was like the moment for me where I decided like I'm going to take my life into my own hands and stop worrying about what other people think about me and do what's best for my body. And so I got a CBD pen which had THC as well. So I was able to sleep the whole car ride. I didn't throw up as much, except the time I had like McDonald's on the way. and It was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, that was probably the moment I decided that that was going to be along my journey.
0: You know, and I think uh, something that uh, is why a lot of people kind of reach out to us and ask us is because there's not a lot of stuff. There's not a lot of information out there. There's not a lot of resources Especially mm-hmm. for cannabis use while pregnant, because people like they frown down upon that. There's no research. There's no solid research because they haven't taken the time, and they don't. They think it's too risky. But we're in mm-hmm. a place right now where people need to start doing that kind of research because because women are doing it. They're doing yeah. it, and they're and you know, and we're you know, we're seeing good results from it we're not seeing the long term or you know we haven't seen damaging effects I mean I'm sure there's stuff out there too for that but it's when you're trying to kind of weigh out your options it's hard when you don't have that information there and I think pot smoking moms became a thing for us because I started looking for information about smoking while pregnant Mm -hmm. I was lucky and I I didn't need to use cannabis I might have used it a, a, a little bit one or two times but I definitely wanted to know more about it and I looked and looked and couldn't find any information but what I did find was a community and that's all, how all this started is my kind of like my me looking into that let us hear and then us getting asked I, We we ourselves don't have the experience to be able to talk to it but that's why we, you know, we brought you here is to kind of answer some of those questions that people have out there. You know,
2: um, it's it's a, a interesting experience. Like I was very quiet about it for a long time. I mean, personally, even before that, I was, I felt like my cannabis use was sacred to me. Um, I felt like not everybody needed to know what I did with my time, and that was just kind of how I kept it. But as I progressed through my pregnancy and it got a little bit harder like health-wise I just didn't know how else to manage and I started like posting things on Instagram about like you know mom smoking weed aren't bad type of thing and then I would get a lot of good feedback on that and so it just kind of opened my eyes like and I realized um, a lot of people did have questions and the only reason I feel like I even know half the stuff I know is because I really did the research like I really went searched around listened to other podcasts listened to other people's experiences and really took my own notes and went with my best judgment and I mean even other friends were like you know what about CPS and you know, I don't want them to take my kids. And I was like, well, if you have a support system and your support system is well-informed and you are well-informed, you can advocate for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, Good. you and just, that's-, that's it. Advocate. Uh, and that and how power, much yeah.
1: cannabis, like, use for you, would you say you're using on a daily basis? Like, how, uh, like...
2: I would say it would be, like, maybe twice a week. Maybe. And was it like just to
0: manage symptoms when things would get a
2: little bit? It would literally be to manage symptoms. Um, Towards the end of my pregnancy, I would say the symptoms kind of subsided. So there was a point where I just like didn't care to smoke or like do anything. Um, Yeah, I was taking CBD oil for a little while. Um, I would always do like a mix CBD, THC because I just didn't want to be so high. I just wanted something to help with the symptoms yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was probably like twice a week yeah and the cbd
1: counteracts the psychoactive effects of the thc it's a good balance when you have both right and did uh did your son ever test for thc do you know they've never said that they tested it or anything because i think that's a lot of the worries like you said that women have is because there have been stories where i've heard where women their child tested positive for THC in their system. And then they had CPS monitoring them for months and they had to have random visits and they had all these uh, things happening to them. Um, And I couldn't believe that that actually was happening to women for choosing something that
2: helped them during their pregnancy. It was very scary to be honest, because I mean, stepping into the unknown is kind of scary in general Mm -hmm. and like dealing with um, anxiety disorder like for me I am always co- cool calm and collected until a moment happens and then in that moment I can't think properly my brain's really scattered and it ha- it stays like that for a while um the effects are like kind of long and lasting so when when CPS did show up I was concerned and I was blaming myself and I was like I'm a terrible mom and Like I just had to really rethink my thoughts and I was like, you know what? I've done the best I can to make sure that I brought a child healthy into this world. And he is here. He's my rainbow baby. Like I had to really think on a higher scale. And when they tried to come in and say whatever they said, like I felt like my situation was a little different because I would ask them questions like, Oh, what are you testing for? You know, what are you doing this for? Like, why do you do that? just because, I want to know it's my body. You're taking stuff from me and I'm in the hospital and yeah, I, I had to, I would have to say like, we asked the hard questions, which made them feel uncomfortable and they, I don't really think they like that. And my baby didn't test positive for THC at Mm -hmm. all. Um, I, they said I did. And I mean, of course, if I'm smoking here and there, of course, like it would be in my system. Yeah. The only thing is I think they just don't know. They don't have enough research and it's not done enough. They're not asking the right questions. I just feel like sometimes they do target some people. Why would... Big scare tactics.
0: Why? Okay, so I'm... I'm a little bit lost here though. Like do the CPS automatically, do you and your baby automatically get tested or is it when you're open about it or you're honest with your physician? Like, is it, do they pick and choose who they test? Do they, how does that even go down? I
1: think they test all babies and all mothers towards like the end. It's just part of your testing when you're like preparing for labor. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I pretty- do a
0: shitload of blood tests, but that's exactly. one of
1: the things they test
2: like automatically. Well, but I was, um, from what I was talking to the social worker about, she said that they usually run tests like that all the time, but she said that and I don't know if it's like true or not. Um, because I did ask it originally. I was supposed to give birth at the birth center. Everything's natural. Not that they don't care that you smoke, but they, you know, of course they inform you of everything. Um, so going into the hospital was one very treacherous for me. And then when we did go into the hospital, I knew we had a slight chance that they want, they were going to test us one because the color of our skin, like we are African-American. And my husband and I look very young. You um, know, I feel like we look like stoners. Like we just stoner people. It is what it is. But they really had no reason to test us. Cause we, we didn't come high. We weren't acting crazy. I had a birth plan. I had my doula there. My midwife was there. Like I had, I had the support I needed and it, I don't know why they tested. I really don't. I feel like they just kind of pick and choose sometimes. I think it's protocol.
1: I think it is. I think it's part of protocol. Um, because I've heard of a lot of different women having this issue, and but
2: I, I just yeah, I've been on the opposite. If he's healthy,
1: I don't see what the problem is.
2: I've been on the opposite where um, I've had friends who smoked a lot more than I did. You know, they I'm not yeah. judging anybody. They consumed a lot more than I did, and they weren't tested. Wow, nothing happened. And so that's why I was, in my head, I was thinking like, maybe it's okay. Maybe I can smoke weed and, you know, have my own personal use Mm -hmm. and do what's best for my body. But then like a lot of other friends were coming back with the backlash, like you shouldn't smoke and you shouldn't do this. And I'm like, but are you guys raising the baby? Are you growing this human inside you? Are you dealing with what I'm dealing with on a daily basis? Like, no, it's each their own. I was like, I've done (laughs) enough research to know. So it's like, I feel like it's a sliding scale. They might test some people, they might not.
1: And a lot of the prescription drugs that that doctors give you to deal with those symptoms when you're pregnant are not even properly tested either and and cause side effects and have all sorts of issues. So you should have the right to choose what
2: medicine works best for you. I definitely agree with that. And I really think that they, I mean, I heard that, Um, the University of Washington was doing recent studies of pregnant women and cannabis. And these are isolated studies because the original ones had cannabis use, alcohol use. It was like all these other drugs, including cannabis. So it was kind of like misinformation. It's like, how can you guide anyone or tell them what's technically, I guess, right or wrong. um, If, the studies aren't even isolated
0: yeah if they if the if the studies aren't kept accordingly or yeah it's it's hopefully now with uh with the way it's going i i really hope they start throwing money into research and 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 so have you noticed anything from him like he's so cute my god i just can't stop staring at him that (laughs) is (laughs) cheap Have you? Go ahead. Because people are usually like kind of worried too of the effects since it's not recorded. Nobody knows. So you were, you on the 420 uh, session, you were boasting and so prideful of
2: how smart and like there's nothing that, you know? Yeah. My baby's so smart, huh? <sighs> I feel like he's already talking. He says a lot of things. Um. And I- how, how many? Weeks, is, how many months is he? He's, like, he's three months. He's three he's months. So yeah, he'll be four months on the 22nd. So he's chunky. He eats all the time. Like, I don't know, this child eats on demand and he's he gained his weight actually. Um, you know, when they're first born, I guess they lose a certain amount of weight yeah. and they get back. He almost tripled his oh. birth weight Um, in like a few weeks. I don't know. He's a and he's you're breastfeeding,
0: right?
2: Yeah. And then you're still you're you're still using
0: cannabis while breastfeeding too, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was using. Uh, I had uh, some cannabis while I was pumping. Not very successful with breastfeeding, so that didn't last very long. So kudos to <laughs> you because that shit is hard, man.
2: And surprisingly, I I don't think that the the cannabis really affects my breast milk either. Cause I've heard theories on that. Like, does it affect the breast milk? Um, I actually produce a lot of milk. all like, And I've had a few beers since I've, you know, had the baby drank a wine here and there, whatever. And I felt like that affected him more than any of my cannabis use. And, you know, I'm not like smoking all day and then, you know, chilling with the baby for five minutes. It's like, I have my mommy time at the end of the night when he's sleep and he's, you know, knocked out and it's just me and maybe my husband. We just wanna chill. Yeah. Oh, you? <laughs> yeah, I think he's so brilliant though. He's really smart and he loves books. <laughs> and they I think the CPS was really just tripping because they just don't have enough research on their end. Okay. It had nothing really to do with what i was doing so, so what I,
1: ended up happening to them, though to them you were consuming a controlled substance while pregnant and it's illegal mm-hmm. thing to do that's how they saw it yeah Did they back down after
0: you were kind of countering them with what you know and
2: so when it comes to cps i've learned that you only tell them so much not so much but you like of course you be honest you be open um you just be authentic And you just let them know that you are well informed about everything and that this is not something that you're just like, oh, I'm smoking and I'm pregnant. I was like, I've done my research and I did what I had to do. Um, I just cooperated. They wanted to like look around the house. Uh, I saw that you don't have to let them in because they will use that, you know, that tactic. It's just kind of what they do. Um, but I felt like there was really nothing to hide. And right. after having my son, I stopped smoking for a while. Like I, I wasn't consuming. So it was relevant to the time. And she asked if we were smoking and I told her, no, of course, cause we weren't at the time. And they were just more concerned about, um, b- how breastfeeding would affect, have an effect on him if I was smoking. And they asked a drug test and I told them no, I was like, it's, you know, I don't mind you coming into the house, checking out, see if he's fine. And if you can see that everything's good, he's doubled in weight. Like he has his midwives who come out and visit. Like there was no, there's nothing wrong with my child. And she kind of just wasted her time. And she kind of saw that too. She's like, I really don't see why I'm here, but I just had to come and follow up. And I'm like, you know, I'm glad you came to follow up just to make sure. But I was like, thanks for your concern. You know, we're doing good over here and eventually they just closed the case i mean because you have a right to say no like i don't want to feel invaded in that way and i felt like we weren't doing anything wrong especially if if i wasn't smoking anymore for a while and i'm more focused on becoming a new mom yeah i mm-hmm. have other things going on in yeah, my head I,
0: I think maybe they were just trying to see what, what's going on and what your story is and then take it from
2: yeah, there because from there, i don't judge anybody based off of me i mean i know they do what they have to do i i think like i said it's just very important to be informed because sometimes they can use like that scare t- tactic on you and intimidate it's like very intimidating it yeah, can sure. absolutely but, yeah. They closed the case, and she said everything was fine. The baby's fine. She's like, if you want to use, that's on you. You know, do it on your own time. Keep your stuff away. And, I mean, that's normal etiquette, I would think.
1: Yeah. I mean, you were in a legal state. So you have the right to use if you want to.
2: But out here, they still, they will get you, like, I feel like it's a tougher thing because it's legal, technically. Yeah. Yeah. They they crack down on a lot more. Or they try to in that case. Yeah, they look
0: for a lot more. I mean, because I'm sure it's more common. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, that's, I'm talking kind of whatever. But recreationally, I feel like...
1: Oh, it's gone up. It's gone up substantially. It's been shown that ever since it's become recreationally and legal in many states, there's been the an youth- increase of women pregnant with using it
2: yeah mm-hmm. of
1: course that's naturally actually going to happen
2: i'm just surprised that no one's started asking questions like who's doing the research okay if if we have these substantial amount of numbers um why isn't anybody taking the time to start developing the research instead of like targeting these moms i mean it's already stressful you just went through birth you just had mm-hmm. a baby and then you got the doctors breathing down your back about you you know, cannabis consumption and how it affects your child. And so I just really think that it's time to like break that stigma and do the research. But I don't even think it's just the stigma that is,
0: I feel like there's a lot of hands in the cookie jar and I feel like they don't want to do the research because they make money off all the other stuff. So why are they going to find something that's helpful and useful and, you know, and and we'll we'll take money we'll take money out of their pockets you know
2: hey Hey. Hey. hi dad (laughs) (laughs) wow
0: look at that he's impressing everybody (laughs) nice job dad thank you (laughs) how cute Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and it takes the baby? Wow, I'm very <laughs> impressed. Oh wow.
1: For the listeners that aren't watching and are listening on the podcast, <laughs> so Z's husband just came over and gave her a bouquet of flowers and then took the baby <laughs> off her hands. It was- I know.
0: he's so amazing. That's what Mother's Day <laughs> dreams are made of. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. No, but- I do. I agree with what you had said, though. Like that makes a lot of sense. I mean, when, especially when there's money involved in things. Oh, for sure,
0: for sure. There's a. We had an episode where we spoke to a doctor, and he was talking about the politics and how they, the money, uh, you know, keeps keeps the research and it keeps marijuana illegal. And the you know, mm-hmm. what are you mm-hmm. gonna do you do? But, um, what, uh, do you get any other questions in terms of like, does anybody ever come up to you and ask you about your experience with, uh, with cannabis while you're pregnant? Like you, have you had any other friends after you maybe get pregnant and be like, Oh, tell me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I've actually had a few friends. Um, I have two friends who, I just found out that they're pregnant and they're like, I want to smoke. I want to, you know, consume. But I, I straight up told them, like, you got to first figure out why. Why do you even want to? Because, I mean, yeah, you can smoke. It's fine and dandy. That's what you want to do. Your choice. But, like, why? What's the point? You know, if it doesn't really serve your greatest good, then I I feel like it's like it's okay to not indulge. You don't right. have to be like everybody. If that's it. So yeah, I've had like a few friends come up to me and ask me lots of questions or like including breastfeeding questions. Um, um, Some friends who wanted to smoke and they're currently pregnant and they're like, I didn't because of the whole time I thought it was bad. And so just me even sharing little glimpses of my life and my story and journey, I feel like I've inspired others to really go searching for the answers for themselves. Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely. This is part of how we got here. And I feel like when you when you experience a miscarriage, too, it kind of sets you into this place where a you feel alone because there's not that much stuff out there for miscarriages. Like you also have to go searching far and wide to find anybody else's experiences. Even just hearing from other people about their experiences kind of makes you feel like you're not alone, yeah. you know, and that's very isolating. Uh, uh, having a miscarriage, and then all the feelings that come after it, like the guilt—did I do something wrong? Like, then you see other people with new, ba- with brand new babies, and you're just like, why? Why did? Why did? Why can't I have that? Why didn't I get there? You know, you feel so many crazy feelings about that, and and you have to go on this journey of like searching for the information and sharing with other people who have had those same experiences
2: and you know yeah definitely but um i i yeah it's pretty deep like especially experiencing things like that and just trying to figure out like how you want to heal what are the tools that are available to you or how are you going to use what's available to you and incorporate it in your life to like kind of grow and heal that part of you that's now traumatized in a way it was difficult and I I partially feel like you know even smoking now has really helped with the postpartum depression I have a good support system but I don't really feel like all the things I thought I was gonna feel and I I would definitely have to give thanks for the cannabis for that because You know, some moms really don't cope very well. And I've noticed, like, my OCD kicked in. Oh, my God. As a new parent? Man. I'm, like, I try to, like, let go of things. But then I'm, like, I just can't. I have to, like. Yeah. Especially,
0: I feel like when when my first kid, the first two weeks back with a new child, Oh mm-hmm. my God, that shit was crazy. Having a tough time with breastfeeding, feeling guilty about that, you mm-hmm. know, feeling guilty because you're stressed because you haven't f- slept. I mean, the first few weeks, uh, let me give you the peace of mind for your second one. Okay. Cause I know you want to have a second one and it's like, you're giving it some, I gave it a little bit of time, not too much. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. It's not it's 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 not i'm not gonna say easier but it is easier in the sense that like you've already been there you've already done that you've already found what works for you what doesn't work for you and now you can apply that up to the second one you know
2: yeah yeah i would have to agree technically my third it would be my third but right right
1: even though you do got to tweak it a little because your kids are a little different yeah their personalities are different like like you said with the little one she's way more needier than than your first one was
2: yeah, at that cool at that time more vocal and more mm-hmm. like yeah I you would, have to I adapt kid huh <laughs> i said i would hope that my se- or third kid is good
0: don't don't <laughs> count on it just like make already set that set that bar because i mean <laughs> it just just in case, because maybe you do, maybe the second one, you know, my first one didn't nap and I was like, Oh, maybe my second one's going to be a loaf of bread and she's just going to nap. All <laughs> no, not at all. So, but you know, don't let it scare you too, because you start thinking about, Oh, the second, a lot of people are out there saying second kid is the worst kid. If I would have had my second one first, I wouldn't have had a second one. <laughs> But every experience is different, and they'll each bring something to the table. Yeah,
1: did you? I'm not sure if you said it earlier, if I missed it. Um, how long after losing AJ was it before you had Tristan?
2: So, AJ was with a previous relationship. Um, like I said, I was in high school, still 17. So, I ended up graduating high school. It's been technically. Seven years later, I met my husband in 2016. We were working at Vans together. and Or 2017, actually, we were working at Vans together and hanging out. And then we had Tristan this year. So we got married in 2018, waited two years extra. So between the two, it was a total of about seven, eight years. I waited a long time
1: yes you had a long time to heal and grow and and get where you needed to be to be able to
2: yeah I had a lot of time to heal and I yeah I really not that it was wrong the first time but I wanted to get it right I wanted to get married I wanted a place of my own (laughs) I wanted to just be able to experience that, like, official motherhood, you know, and dive deep into it without feeling, like, any guilt or pain. Yeah, I still feel that grief feeling, but it's not as heavy as it used to be. I can definitely work with it.
0: Yeah, it's always going to be there. Whenever you lose anybody, I feel like you you can't—you don't—you adapt to the situation, you know? You don't really— it doesn't hurt any more, any less. It's just, you know, it's just is what it is. It, it, It flares up from time to time and you'll get really sad about it every once in a while, but you know, you always come back and
2: yeah, loss is definitely tough. Yeah. I would agree that even in itself was a whole nother journey. Like I get a lot of people who've asked me like, Um, The perspective and how to heal and like some sisters will hit me up and they're like, my other sister went through this or my cousin went through this. I don't know how to help them. So I think that really helped me grow as a person as well and realize that, yes, the experience really sucked, but I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't be that resource for some people who are experiencing it who might not be in a good place right now. Definitely. And so I feel like that's what really keeps me going and really motivated me to just see a different light for everything. Just to know, like, if somebody needs me, I can be there. They can reach out.
0: That's fantastic. It's, it's and I great. feel like that's so great. That's turning something. Always loved seeing people turning negatives into positives and using their mm-hmm. experience to help other people. So definitely thank you for being a resource to people who, you know, are questioning uh mm-hmm. cannabis and pregnancy and and even you know loss and stuff like that that's very you know thank you for using your experiences to help other people that's
2: fantastic well thank you guys for having this platform because it, it i mean without this platform how could uh, moms like us actually share mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. i mean we could do it on our own but it takes a village right <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. And support. I, I, I kind of want to bring it back to your, a few things that you said that I think are important. And I feel like it's support and you find it wherever you can and support helps a lot and it goes a long way. Um, mm-hmm. and I lost my train of thought. There was another, it was something else that I was going to go. My mom. <laughs> I know. And then I have so many things on my mind when we're recording podcasts and stuff. I want to make sure I get everything in, you know, Mm. but support and, oh, support. And there was another thing that you mentioned that I thought was very interesting. It's like, find your reason when -hmm. your friend asked you and it's like, you, you know, it's not like you're using it recreationally. It's different because you're affecting your health and your baby's health. So Definitely. I think that's a great piece to share with people is like asking yourself, why am I doing this? What is it for? What do I need it for in this situation? You know, it's, it's, you really got to go into it deep and you really got to educate yourself. And, you know, if we could provide resources, that's great. But We want to give the message of like, you have to go out and do your research and and not stop here. Like you have to ask yourself and you have to do a lot of soul searching and questioning Mm -hmm. yourself and what kind of mother you want to be and, and helping you decide whether or not you want to use cannabis uh, during your pregnancy.
2: Right doing your research Mm -hmm. i think that's the best thing anyone can do for themselves is just be so self-educated and also reach out to other people gain perspective i think perspective is just amazing i mean that's why we have podcasts to gain perspective Mm -hmm. on different topics so yeah definitely yeah man that's very insightful
0: absolutely Absolutely. Especially, and then sometimes when you feel alone and you hear other people talk about it, it's like, it feels, you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, not I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. And other people think these things too, not just me.
2: And you know what? It actually makes you feel like you're managing pretty well. Yeah. Like you think that you have a lot of things. and I mean, control is a really big issue with us as humans in general, I think. Especially moms. Are you kidding me? Yes. Especially being a mom, like like trying to control how everything goes, like how people take care of the baby because they're not doing it how you do it because I'm the mom. But I mean, it comes with the territory. So it's like I just take it one step at a time, you know, take everything one
0: step at a time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a great conversation. I hope that we are able to do more of these in the future. I think you're a great resource and I think you have a wonderful voice and we appreciate you sharing your experience with us. Hopefully uh, our listeners will reach out to you and you can, you know, speak to them um, as well. For sure. Join me for
1: yoga. Yes. That's what I was just about to say. And hopefully (laughs) we'll be doing a yoga session Um, yoga like beginner yoga cuz i haven't done yoga in like i don't remember since my early 20s already i'm terrible <laughs> oh, at that
0: shit i'm it's very bad been at been yoga a long
1: time. well let's not say- as flexible <laughs> and the balance and the breeze, like
2: yoga is definitely a begin where you are practice so it doesn't really matter how long you've been out of practice the moment you step on the mat you're starting all over is <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I do a lot of restorative and beginner yoga so we're in luck
0: all right. nice <laughs> too crazy. you should go easy on us
1: Yeah.
2: Have you, have you learned anything
1: about like was it prenatal yoga like pregnant yeah. yoga
2: yeah I did I did a little bit but because I was so sick I was like you know what well, I'm just gonna eat in and out and, and tired I'm sure <laughs> all day <laughs> it's so tiring
1: spoil mom, yourself please. take care of yourself and spoil yeah. yourself too when you're pregnant man
2: Give Especially like people break. are willing
1: to spoil you, so take advantage. you're like, oh, you people who are treating good. I'll take advantage.
2: Yeah. I used to use that. I'm pregnant, guys. I really need it. <laughs> I need ice cream today, <laughs> please. It's like eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> well, Thank yeah, we'll you definitely for need it. Me. I love you, love you, love you. Sending all the light and love to you guys, and I'm really grateful that you guys allowed me to be on the podcast. And you're doing what you're doing, and you're sharing, and just creating this platform. I think is just amazing. Connecting with other moms and dads too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Even like fur baby, was it fur parents? Fur fur mom, mom. to moms.
1: Today is fur mom day. Like mom dog mom day today
0: dog mom's I, day today
1: yeah mama. i saw it on the news like i guess the saturday before mother's day is dog
2: mom's day um,
0: well, <laughs> okay sora there you go see <laughs> i haven't heard mine i hear my kids screaming <laughs> in the background though i'm like
1: God. dog's like yeah that's right that's my mama <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> His paw goes up. <laughs> so, uh, so, if you wanna uh, get in contact, Sunflower Z on Instagram, she's at sunflower, and then it's Z E E. We'll go ahead and we'll post up the uh, information for you. Thanks so much for joining, uh, Pot Smoking Moms, on this podcast. We hope you come back, share, rate, subscribe, love, and uh, we'll catch you around real Thanks so much.
2: It's your